And it took me a long journey to find this place, you know, to look for the love in the right place. And I was out there looking for love for all the right reasons in the wrong places. And the one place that I failed to look was within me. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, executive leadership coach, and author of the Be a Badass Six Tools to Uplevel Your Life. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you integrate who you really are with what you do. I call that living a badass life. Are you with me? Let's go. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to share this conversation with you today. Colette G is the CEO and founder of Finding Happily. Finding Happily offers relationship enhancement training that helps individuals and organizations succeed in any relationship, be it a platonic, professional, family, or romantic. It all goes back to Finding Happily. Today, through coaching, workshops, events, and training, Colette teaches people how to create and sustain healthy, meaningful relationships that begin and end with self. What's really great about Colette's story is that she is on the other side of a violent relationship. And because of that part of her journey, she's become a dating and relationship expert, a certified violence prevention specialist, and the author of a book called Finding Happily. No rules, no frogs, no pretending, which is available on Amazon. Miss G's mission is simple but profound, to teach people how to love harmoniously and successfully. And as you'll see in our conversation today, we have so much we are in line, aligned on and her badass journey is one of impact, continuous love and care, and the ability to create connections around the world. She'll be sharing with you her summit that she's putting on and her tour that's coming up. So hopefully you will get as much out of this conversation as I did and connect with Colette on and offline in a way that I completely enjoy as well. So are you ready? Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode. I have Colette G here, and I can't wait to share this badass with all of you. She is phenomenal and in so many ways, currently in London as we're recording this call. And so, Colette, thank you so much for making the time. I've been so impressed with all that you're putting out there. And for our listeners to know a little more about you, could you share a little bit about what you're up to today and how you decided to make this your um, career path and your journey of adding value back to everybody's lives. Right. Well, thank you so much for having me, Kareen. And I am so happy to be on your segment and to share my badass story with you. (laughs) Yes. The, The whole idea of your show to have people get on here and talk about their what they do and why they feel so badass. It's almost like I'm, oh, I'm not used to having to get on someone's show and toot my own horn, but I'm like, <laughs> but a little bit. 
I started out because uh, doing, I'm a relationship and dating expert, and I'm also a certified violence prevention specialist and an author of a new book called Finding Happily, No Rules, No Frogs, and the Pretending. And I got on this journey, this badass journey, uh-huh. I was in and out of really terrible, I'm going to take that back. I was in and out of unfulfilled relationships. And what I didn't realize was the most unfulfilling relationship that I was in was the one that I had with myself. And it took me a long journey to find this place, you know, to look for the love in the right place. I was out there looking for love for all the right reasons in the wrong places. And the one place that I failed to look was within me. And once I discovered that, I just couldn't keep this to myself. I had so many friends and we had read all these dating books on the market that told us how to do rules and kiss frogs and do all these crazy things to meet and marry the man of our dreams. And I just thought, this is crazy. You know, when can we just stop pretending and be ourselves and love who we are and just radiate this love that we have out there and like a magnet dried into our lives. But in order to do that, you have to love yourself and just kind of have this light inside of you. And so once I really discovered that, I decided to share this gift with my family and my friends and start a business. And that's how it pretty much took place. That's beautiful. You know, and I can 100% relate to that journey only because I've also gone through a lot of the I would say the unfulfilled relationships where what I say in, in my journey is that the, the relationships I had before my now husband is that it was, ref- it was actually a reflection of my pain more so than my desire, my pleasure, my, my growth path that I wanted with a partner in life. And, and so in the work that you do, you know, in the book that you're putting out, I'm curious um, also for our listeners to understand is like, what are the, what are the methods that you enjoy the most on how you connect with people to get them into their selves, right? Like and, and into shining, but then also to attract in, you know, that right partnership. Well, I think the number one thing that um, I would tell any client, like today, I I have something on my website called Ask Colette Gia Question, and it's for free. Mm -hmm. Um, It it helps me to do what I love all the time. And I really love this. And a gentleman wrote in to me today. He broke up with his girlfriend and he wanted to know should he go back to her after all this time? He was having this sense of loss. And rather than helping a client or helping someone by giving them advice or my point of view, what I like to do is help a person go within because the answers already exist there. It's not for me to tell you, it's for me to elicit the right questions so that you come up with the answers that already exist within you. And I think that is more empowering. I'm all about personal development and, and, and empowerment. And I think I really love using that sort of modality because I was in an abusive relationship where I had no power or I felt powerless. I didn't know power. I didn't understand that I was worthy and deserving of so much more. 
And so I relinquished my power. And I know that it's, it's hard to say that to other survivors who are out there or people that may be still going through that victimhood. However, I think until I recognize my role in it, is, is, it's the only way that I could come out of that. And so, in, and that's the way I like to do my, um, my practice, my business, working with others by showing them where the true power really exists and the answers are all within us. So, I think that's a, a beautiful approach. It's very similar in my practice and as well. It's like, you know, what's true to you? And let's get to that first to then say, now what? Like, now where? You know, and, and now who? Right. It 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 because if we don't align with the truth of who we are and reprogram the stories we potentially tell ourselves, and it is really hard. You know, it, like you said, you know, those who have gone through violent relationships where you feel like you're powerless, just as you articulated so beautifully in the fact that you're on the other side of that part of uh, your journey is that it, it also takes the remembrance that you matter in, in those moments, right? That, there's, that there is that shining light, that, that pit in your stomach, something talking to you saying, this isn't right, this isn't how it has to be. And as destructive, of, of course, I'm sure, as a, a violent relationship can be, the emotional violence that we all put ourselves through sometimes is the hardest thing to overcome. And I'm sure your skill set in empathy and understanding, being a survivor of it yourself, how does that translate and in, in, into where you are today in, in how you're building your life and putting yourself out there more and, and really building your platform on helping others care for themselves better? How does that show up now? Well, I think that, you know, we, we all have a story. It's, it's all stories, right? And mm-hmm. the story that I had about my life was that I, because I was a child that was abandoned, I'm an abandonment waiting to happen. Therefore, I went out into the world seeking to validate the abandonment that I was feeling, right? And now the same story, is, it's, it, it, it's not that the story doesn't exist, but I have reframed the story in my mind. Therefore, I projected it story, therefore you see a different me. And I think that it's a lot of, in order for me to go out there and help other people, I had to become the model for that. Mm. That feels so good that it's almost like people see you and then they're like, I want to get what that is. And it's just like, well, you already have it. So let me show you how to elicit that. And so that's really how it, that's really what it is for me. Um, I don't, I think that I just show up different because my story and my perception about my story has, has just changed. And so yeah. that's what other people do now. Yeah. Reframing is a, yeah, it's a great exercise. It is something that I, I, I can see just as you present yourself now, but also um, share with us a little bit about the book and, and, you know, how now as that has come out and, you know, you, you're putting, I'm sure, your story in there, but what could people expect from, from reading your book and, and take away from that? Oh, I have read every dating and relationship book that was on the market. Oh, my God. <laughs> that in you, you know, 
simply think like a man. I'm a woman. I don't want to act like a man. Do the mm-hmm. rules. I can't. Why men love bitches? They don't. Um, so after reading all these dating and relationship books out there in the market, I thought I was just going to like lose it. And, and, you know, literally I was trying all these things and I was going to these gurus that were telling me that I had to change the core essence of who I am. Like mm-hmm. there's wrong with me. And I said, no, there's nothing wrong with me. There's something, my, my perception might be off, but there's nothing wrong with me. And so my book is not another one of those how-to guides that promises, over-promises and under-delivers. It's not a how-to guide. This is a book, just like every other story that takes you back to sort of like your childhood, because there's a lot of once upon a times in there of stories about myself and about, about other women in my life. Names have been changed, obviously, to protect people's stories and things. But the stories in this book you you may find yourself in one of the stories and how this woman has overcome her dating and relationship challenges to find her happily. And so that's what you can expect from this book. And I think that we learned through stories because it was those darn fairy tales. Disney had me going. Um, <laughs> that had me believing that I was going to meet, you know, the the knight in shining armor that was going to rescue me from my circumstances and move me into a palace so I could live happily ever after. And I didn't understand why that wasn't happening for me. And my friends didn't understand why it was happening wasn't happening for them. And so this this book for me, I had it out there and I removed it because I said, you know, it's not right. I am going to the titles change everything, the cover, the design. And now I feel like it's going to enrich and empower women's lives. This will be the last dating and relationship book you will ever read. (laughs) I love that. So it's beautiful. You know, what came to mind as you were sharing it is that these movies that, you know, Disney and and, uh, that they put out these childhood stories, all it's showing is an introduction saying happily ever after it doesn't show the marriage it doesn't show the relationship it doesn't show anything about compatibility we have no idea what the prince is actually doing after hours right (laughs) so that's beautiful that you're almost deconstructing the myth and creating truth in how to actually create the fairy tale that you want if that's your goal right but the reality is you know, that's all that those movies do. It's just the intro. We never see the after, you know, they just claim there's a happy ever after. And and I love that you're dissecting that. And I think it's beautiful. And, and it's also so powerful that you actually retracted what you had out there and reconfigured it to be more powerful for your readers. And that's huge because knowing your audience is key as you build your business, um, but also to have the highest value exchange, you know, with who you're working with. And I love that. Absolutely. Uh, That's beautiful. If you think about yourself, you know, the next like version of you in the next five to 10 years, you know, down the road, what would you be telling your now version about yourself? This this is an interesting question because It's very hard for me to say because I'm so happy with who I am. Yeah. The only thing I think that's going to change five to 10 years 
are some of my experiences, but the core of me will continue to grow and evolve and expand. I just feel good in the skin right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's beautiful. So I'm just going to tell myself in five to 10 years, enjoy the ride, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I think too, if I can be a a little bit of a foresight for you, it's also that version of you would, would be so proud of the fact that you've been putting it out there in this way. And I'm sure you're, level of impact will be so much greater because this stance that you have of knowing yourself so well right now, but also knowing how capable you are of up-leveling and shifting into the next version of yourself as it transforms through your exposure and experience and more clients you meet. Like every story, right? We learn from every single client we work with. It it that version of you I know is gonna have so much to celebrate and and I love that she's telling you to enjoy the ride and have lots of fun <laughs> while doing that. Yeah. I love that. Um I'm curious when you define, you know, obviously my my show's called your badass journey. And I'm curious what uh, badass means to you or how you define that. Oh, I love it. Um, because when I think of a badass, I think of a shero or a mm-hmm. hero. And a hero to me or a shero is, is, is one that no matter what, they continue to get up, they continue to rise, even in the face of adversity, even when it looks like they've been defeated, they keep getting up. And so that's what being a badass is, that you get up no matter what. You, you're tired, you feel defeated, like you can't make it, like you can't do it, like you want to quit, but you keep rising no matter what. You just keep getting up. I love that. Do you feel that that also, because I know you are a badass, obviously, but like as you now lead and build your business, your practice, your team, how do you make sure that who you are actually shows up in your leadership style? Until we talked about me coming on your show, I didn't think of myself as a badass. When I started to put everything together, I, was, I said, wow, I am a badass. <laughs> so I just get up every day and do what I do because it's just in here. I eat it. I breathe it. I, you know it. Yeah. I don't know what else I can do because this is this gift that's burning inside of me that I came here to give. And I think in order for me to stay in this, so and then people see that around me, because I don't actually ever see myself as this badass. I see myself as this person that came here to give, to to share. And so I'm not really sure if, if other people see me as a badass. I'm on your segment, so I'm thinking, <laughs> she does see me as a badass, and I never saw myself as that. So thank you for reminding me of who I am. But I think that other people just automatically see who I am um, because I show up as that person every day. Yeah, and it's contagious, right? Like it becomes contagious to attract in what you put out and more and more people want to get to know you and and work with you and understand how did you do that uh, because they want to feel that way. And I'm glad that the show is actually making you realize you know, how you are showing up. And um, I mean, you know, 
uh, Colette and I met on Instagram, <laughs> you know, because of her presence. And you can tell that she has amazing generosity in what she does and, and how she puts herself out there. And it has that same transparency I do, you know, in, in, in that it's, it's all we're here for, really. It's that simple. I saw you on Instagram and you, I mean, you were with Lisa and you're just glowing. I mean, that picture looked like, I said, did they put a halo or something? <laughs> Beautiful, perfect, glowing light. And I thought, God, and I think I wrote something like, God, you guys are like glowing. The light is just like radiating the smile. Mm. But it was deeper than that, you know? Yeah. I'm so glad we connected in this way. And, you know, Lisa Nichols is a great influencer, coach of mine. And, and how could you not shine around her? <laughs> like it's really when you have um, someone who puts herself out there, shares everything you want to know, but also how she does it is that's where we have serious alignment. And I love that that's how we've connected you and I, because you know, influencers, as you and I are developing as influencers in our own fields, right? And yes, it's a much smaller scale, but, you know, to those that have gone ahead. But what I love to share with people is that nothing stops you once you get aligned with your truth on becoming an influencer in what means the most to you. So I'm curious from from where you're at now, and you know, obviously Lisa is one of the influencers. Who else? Who else inspires you these days and and gets your like, you know, gets you glowing from interacting with them? Lisa was number one. Um, you know, I, I remember when I started doing this training, I, I go to Agape. So Reverend Michael is like one of my huge yeah. inspirations in my life. And um, I was at a class and I started doing a leadership training there to help them do a video. And then Lisa came in and I was like, oh my God, I've been reading her books, watching her. And here she was in the classroom. And then we were out doing karaoke one night and I floored like, oh my God, here I am. This is happening right here. We're, you know, we're doing this agency video. And I just thought, wow. And so aside from Lisa, uh, Reverend Michael is another mm. love the Agape uh, International Spiritual Center and his message. And I live and breathe Agape and um, Marianne Williamson. You know, I started doing the course mm. circles with her, uh, Tony Robbins and all these people. I, I, I campaigned with Marianne Williamson on her. I never thought in a million years that all these people was reading about that I'd be sitting like with them, not like at a book signing, but just like there. Yes. was in LA and he was coming in to do, I am not your guru. And I was standing on the street and my husband was surprising me and taking me there to go see it. And we get to the theater and we're running late. At least I think I'm running late, right? But mm. you're, late, you're always on time, right? Mm-hmm. Standing outside the theater, Tony Robbins. And so here we are just chit-chatting it up before the, the show, taking pictures. I just thought to myself, this is, this is amazing. So these are some major influences in my life that, um, have really given me these, these tools and this, and this, uh, these tips and motivation in their spirit that I could get out there and do this, you know? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's it, it it you've mentioned all the all the people that I also love to connect with and have connections with and it's 
what drives me the most, or I guess fuels me, I'm going to say the, correct myself and say what fuels me the most, and I see it in you too, is that energy uh, when you see alignment in action at such a scale, because it takes a lot, you know, like it, it takes a lot of um, commitment and uh, the decision every day to show up in your greatness and just serve, which is what all those influencers do first and foremost, you know, and the fame part or the, the being known as an influencer or, you know, just the following is almost like the after effect because every single one of them, it was similar to you and I, where it's like, if you could just impact that one life, right? That's all that, that motivates in the morning to get up, right? It's just for that one. And then to see the many is just phenomenal. But I love that. And, and uh, Agape is a great spiritual connector for so many that also need to look that, like what I love about Agape is that it, it um, that my, my exposure to it, I, I am not part of, um, cause you're in LA most of the time, correct? Yeah. So you have that access, which I'm sure if I did live out there, I would have that access to, <laughs> like I would still be up there and sitting next to you in the, <laughs> in the talks that they have. Yes, because it's uh, all about, to me, that environment helps people articulate their spiritual connection and align it in everything they do as well. I mean, that's the gift I see from that from that community. And uh, that's beautiful that you have that as part of the center of uh, where you go to connect. Right, right. I mean... Um... My aunt, I started writing for Huffington Post and then I met Ariana Huffington. I was going to a book signing and Jack Campbell was there. First <laughs> saying to me, he, he calls me over and he said, what, what do you do? And I started saying what I did. And he said, whatever you're doing, just keep doing that because your light is just so big. And everybody that was standing around was looking at me and I was walking on the moon for the rest of the day. Yes. Yes. I, I started, like, I think that was something too. Like what happens, I think, when you start to live in that space, you start to attract and draw into your life those individuals and your whole circle. It, it, it's not like, I still love my friends. I still love my family. And I still, you know, I love the community and everything that I come from. It's just like, I noticed that there's been a shift of the, the people that I'm now in a community with like crying out loud. I'm in London right now and I'm <laughs> working on it here and that's crazy. And we just traveled all through Africa and Ireland and France and we're translating our books in all these different languages. And I did not see this last year. Or two years ago, because now we've been traveling for two years. Amazing. And, and it, it's just like when you start to really tap into that place inside, your whole life just, it, it just, it just changes. Yeah. yeah, there's an awakening and an opening and, a, and it's also the ability to see and receive it, right? Because a lot of the time the knocking is happening on the doors, but if you're in that story mindset of pain or less than, or not good enough, uh, then you're not seeing it, right? Like then those doors will never open. And when you walk in your light, which is what you're doing, which is awesome. 
then you're also a bit open to seeing it. I'm curious, you know, do you have daily habits that you put into practice to make sure that not only you're recharging, but also fueling yourself in a way to be this open and look at opportunity, you know, in a certain way to guide you? Absolutely. Like, I think um, that it's important to have a daily practice of something. I mean, everybody's different, but I think meditation for me is important. I have to meditate. I have to pray. I have to journal. I did the forgiveness process. And whenever I feel like I'm going, you know, pulling up junk that I threw out a long time ago, but it's coming up, I sit down and do the forgiveness process with myself. Mm -hmm forgiving me always first for a certain amount of time, because it's usually me. It's my stuff. It's the, the, the loop, the crazy loop that goes on in my head. Like Reverend Michael will say, like, you don't want to know the stuff that goes on inside at <laughs> some time. But in order to check that, I reach into my tools. And these are the tools that I share with my clients and my friends and people that are in my circle that can help them. You know, it's like, okay, what do I need? Let me check in. What do I need to pull out? Which thing do I need to work on? I ask myself, is what I'm saying about myself or about my circumstances or about the situation true? Like gravity? Uh, no, it's not. So ditch it, let it go. And that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just want to be in that space. And if I'm wanting to be in that space, I own that space. I wallow. Mm-hmm. I get into it. I'll cry. I go deep. Netflix binge out or whatever <laughs> to do to own that. And then I release it and let it go. I give myself a certain timeline to be in it too. And not to stay there because sometimes you, maybe that's the experience you want to have to wallow or cry or go down memory lane, whatever your stuff is. But it's important to come out of it. So the daily devotion that I love to do is I have a little altar and I just pray at it. I light my candles, my incense, and I meditate and I pray out loud so I can hear myself and myself talking mm. to myself. And I talk to my heart and the cells in there because they're all living. And yeah. uh, I just give gratitude and thanksgiving first and foremost because throughout my day, thanking just for being, being thankful for being alive, you know, just for, because really for me, that's huge. That's yeah. Yeah, I mean, your your life was at risk for a long time, right? And so that is a, I, I think a lot of us can also move through life super numb, not having even the extreme awakening that you went through to find that gratitude of of the life you you have now, um, and that you're on the other side of it. But that's beautiful. I I am very similar in in my daily practice as well. It starts with meditation. And then I love to connect with my body by doing something physical, like working out. Forgiveness is huge. I think that was probably the biggest lesson I had to learn. And thank God I did. And it was, I would say in my early 30s, I learned a really great practice in, in my meditation as well for daily forgiveness, because I didn't realize how much I was burdening myself with old stories of pain and not knowing the power of forgiveness in that way. And so that's been, that's been a huge practice. And I'm, uh, I want to follow up the question with, you know, how do you actually do that now with your husband, your partner, you know, like, or what, what practices, not that particular one, but like, do you also from as a relationship coach and, 
anything we could share with our listeners in regards to how you ensure your connection with your partner is also present and, you know, in the now. What are, what are some of those activities, if any, that you have with your partner? Um, well, I introduced him to, I mean, we're, we, I wanted this relationship to be with someone that had a spiritual base mm-hmm. that was important already, whatever that is, you know, for him. And I invited him into my little agape world and I share all these tools with him yeah. and some of these things together. He, he's a, he has a master's in conflict resolution and kinging. So he's all about dialogue and talking. We met while um, I was volunteering and he was volunteering for violence prevention. So we have some of the common interests. So we have that, that commonality. So I'm just throwing out some of the C's, six C's, you know, and we also um, meditate. And I, I talked to him first when I met, told him about meditation, he thought, woo, woo. Yeah. Loves it. And he prays and he does this every day, journals. He was always a journal person. And so in order for us to keep our relationship on this path, we talk. The communication between us is like, I, I <laughs> talk to anybody more in my life. Our first date was nine hours of talking. And so I think it's important to have a lot of dialogue. And I think because of the tools that I have, I can check in with myself and think, am I dumping stuff on him? Is this past relationship stuff or is this about this? So we, I think because we have an experience in how to communicate that our relationship works. The advice I would give to any other couple out there that's trying to figure out, well, how do I talk to my husband and how do I talk to my wife? Um, I did a true color technique with with my husband so we can see. It's sort of like the uh, Myers-Briggs, I think, you know, learning about your how you communicate and what kind of communicator you are. I think there's five love languages out there. Yeah. Myers-Briggs, there's true colors. Because the key to me and, and, and for him and any relationship out there is how do you communicate? I'm an auditory person, so I hear things. But people are feeling, they're seeing, they love gifts. It just depends. And so yeah. once you know that, you can pretty much talk to anybody. You, you can create and establish rapport easily and communicate effectively with other people once you understand the way they communicate and what works for them. So instead of me trying to get my point across all the time, I have to listen to hear what he's really saying. And he has to listen to hear what I'm really saying in order for us to actually communicate. And so there's more listening involved than talking. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I also think it's it's the common ground that you talked about too. It's it, you know, as you went through your vetting process of this husband and making sure <laughs> that you found out, uh, found the right foundational elements that not only you can communicate well, but, but grow together, because I think that's really important in a relationship too. The practice, the consistent practice in the relationship is so key to build sustainability. You know, and communication, yes, foundation number one. I think it, it, it's also important to 
like you said, you know, do the assessments, like the tool, use the tools to figure out like what is each person's need. A lot of the times I've seen relationships get into compromising situations because they have no idea what the other person really wants, needs, and is true to them. And it's all based on assumption from previous reactions that that other person might not have even known that's how you digested the information, right? So that's beautiful. And and um, I don't know why I'm kind of seeing a book between the two of you in the future. One, um, it'll be out in a, a couple of months following that. And I guess I, um, it's about interracial and intercultural dating. We interviewed people. We're putting that out together. So, yeah. Yay. So then I'm going to have to have you both on so we could talk about that book because I think it's so, so needed. I yeah. uh, love it. That's an awesome something to look forward to. I'm so excited about that. I can't right. wait to see that one. That's awesome. So what are you um, focused on today? And, you know, I would love also for you to share, you know, how best for our listeners to connect with you and, and um, stay on the same path and just see how best they can, you know, exchange value with you. So today I'm working on an, uh, an event. It's more than an event. It's a summit. And this summit is a global summit to end violence against women and children worldwide, beginning here in London, then Dubai, then Nairobi, then Los Angeles. And I'm picking up speakers and things like that. So let me know if you're available. <laughs> yeah. So that we can go out there. And this is it's a positive solution-based approach. So instead of just talking about the stories of violence, which we probably, a lot of us already know these stories and they're heartfelt. What do we do to show what healthy relationships look like? And or, Mother Teresa said, don't invite me to a war rally, invite me to a peace rally, right? Mm-hmm. So this is not about a violence rally or violence summit. This is about coming together and talking about happy, healthy, meaningful relationships that we have that begin with self and then we can have with others. Um, so that's what I'm working on right now. And uh, people can reach out to me by visiting on my website. And I love Instagram more than anything else. I'm on every platform, but now I think, okay, Instagram is my favorite. Yeah, same. Just Snapchat. <laughs> I'm a grandmother, so like Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, but, but you can have your fun on Insta stories, you know, and, and be age appropriate. <laughs> oh, great. I mean, it, it's just such a uh, pleasure to get to know you, you know, Colette and, and just the journey. I mean, I'm just so honored that I now am part of it and can witness as you continue to grow and put your badass self out there. And I love that you're going to claim that as a label for yourself. Your summit sounds amazing. And I'm sure people will follow not only your tour, but also participate as much as possible because violence in general is just, it's becoming more and more like prevalent to more, you know, people talking about it. And I love that you're solution-based and trying to create a different language for the aftermath you know, and even while they're going through it, how they can get the support they need to break through and realize there are story, there, there is a different way to live on the other side uh, and stop the cycle. 
And that's beautiful. And of course, as much as I can assist you and be a part of it, you know, we'll, we'll talk afterwards and, and figure out how we can have some synergy there because I'm all about that self-care and commitment to growth. So thank you again for being an amazing guest. We'll put all your links in our show notes so that people can connect with you. And it's just been an honor to get to know you more and be a part of your badass journey. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to sharing this badass journey with you and your viewers and just connecting and collaborating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. More to come with between us for sure. Soul That's- sisters. I can feel it already. <laughs> Soul sisters. Thanks, Paulette. Bye. Thank you for joining me today. Before you move on to the next episode, please post a review or share this episode with someone you think would appreciate it. Your feedback and support mean everything to me. For more information, check out yourbadassjourney.com or kareenwalsh.com. I truly believe everyone is capable of living a badass life. Thank you for listening.